Welcome to this VIT podcast. This is the second in a series where we hear from teachers in the workplace talking about their work. My name is Damien Cow. This podcast looks at the inquiry process undertaken by teachers in order to move from provisional to full registration. I talked to eight first to third year teachers, Natalie Ognenis, Daniel Glasson, Julie Glass, Trevor Spalliaris, Anne McDonald, Nicole Butcher, Melissa Goodger and Vicky DeRome about their inquiry. They gave some valuable advice on how to choose your inquiry focus, what kind of evidence to collect along the way, how to present to the panel and what benefits they gained from completing the process. Here are some highlights from our conversations. The first topic we covered was how to choose your inquiry question. If you work in a school, there might be a whole school focus, for instance literacy, that you can tap into to help you decide what your focus will be. So I asked the teachers if they felt this approach could help. Yeah, definitely. Finding a focus that the school has, yeah. um, it makes it a lot easier to find those support systems or, you know, those professional readings about what you're doing to help you with your inquiry question. Yeah, well, it saves you doing double the work. I mean, you already have so many things you need to do anyway. Um, and yeah, if you can um, make your focus um, the same as your school's focus, it, it just makes a lot more sense, <laughs> streamlines the process. They also talked about the importance of a narrow focus, not to make your question too broad. Yeah, so I think if it's too broad, then you're not really able to, to define what you're looking at and it becomes a little more difficult. If you've got something that's um, really pinpointed at a certain area, then you're able to find strategies a lot easier. You're able to probably differentiate a little bit better. You're also able to focus on a particular group of students rather than a whole class or a whole load of strategies where you're finding it hard to pick and choose sort of thing. I think because it was so broad, I had times where I had difficulty knowing exactly what I should focus on. I had so many different ideas of uh, what I could do with that sort of question. Um, I was trying to, um, in, my, in my teaching, I was trying to use so many different differentiation techniques and include lots of activities. And it was really good because I was able to trial lots of different things, but it did make it harder to kind of scope in on one specific thing. So I think like if I was to redo it, I would have uh, scoped in a little bit more made my question not so broad but focused more on one thing so that's something that I would recommend that people do is to choose something really more specific um, yeah mm. even though you have a lot more to talk about with a broader topic um, I think it does make it almost harder to do it well I think as a teacher and particularly as a new teacher there are so many things that you want to improve and to learn um, and it's not that helpful to try and improve everything at once. So just focusing on one thing um, can help you to get settled and um, I guess it's better to become a bit of an expert in the one area rather than a jack of all trades. <laughs> it's too hard to write about. It's too hard to gather evidence because you don't know what you're gathering evidence on. You need to know exactly what you're looking for. Um, so you. You need focus. 
a common theme emerged, don't stress. I think I was a bit lucky in terms of, yeah, it was quite smooth sailing. I think once you do have that inquiry question and you are happy with it, it is, it is quite smooth sailing because you are basically just documenting what you do every day. Um, so you go along, you, you're doing your differentiation or you, you, you're putting in place some engaging curriculum or activities. That's what you're doing in the classroom every day. You're just putting that together in a document to, to say this is what I'm doing and, and ticking the right boxes. The thing that made it stressful for me was the fact that I was thinking that it was stressful. <laughs> but once I stopped thinking that it was stressful, it's basically what you're doing in your practice every day. So it's not a stressful thing because you're doing it every day. You're literally just writing what you're doing and how you're addressing those kids' needs. Mm. So um, Not to stress about it. I think that's a major one. At the beginning, um, there was a heaps of anticipation around it. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I didn't really know how, go, how to go about documenting everything. Um, but then once you actually look at the process and the VIT website as well, with the little um, clips that you can play on how to go about answering each sec each each section um, and talking to other colleagues I think the process is simple in the fact that you do most you do represent those standards in your teaching as a day-to-day -day thing it's just documenting it and you pretty much retail what you've done throughout when you write it down you know the important thing to remember is it's it's you showing a process of how not necessarily you've progressed in that year but how you've worked things out and what you've got from it. That's all it is, it's just a process. It's not a test to see if you're, are you good enough to be a teacher? Have you passed this test? It's not that. It's showing how you've, you know, navigated around that, that first year or the second year, if it's the second year of teaching. And, you know, what are some of the things that you've found? Um, whether you've solved something or not, you don't have to solve something. It's just the journey, isn't it, rather than I've done this and this has been successful. It pretty much runs in with what you're doing in your classroom. So you should always choose something that you're already doing um, because then I think that the process is a lot simpler. The only extra thing is that you're documenting it, which you essentially do anyway when you reflect on your teaching, which you should be doing. I think if you're feeling stressed, like talking to people is really good. There's lots of people out there who have done this before and your mentor, you know, they they were a first year teacher once, they know exactly how it feels. Mm. So I think that's an important thing to remember that a lot of your colleagues around you, they've been through this process, they've done it, they know what you're going through. So, you know, there's support out there if you need it. You're actually doing this 24 seven. You're, you're completing your VRT, on, like, it's ongoing, you're doing it every year. When you get into your second or third year, you're doing PDP, it's just a natural thing that happens as a teacher. So don't be stressed out that you've got to document it a little bit more. Be proud of it. Um, take a bit of ownership in it. It's something that will stay with you for the rest of your life. I asked the teachers what they thought were the benefits of completing the inquiry. Yeah, so with this question, I feel like it's helped me with my planning. Um, at the beginning of the year, it was more like you've got to move through the curriculum. There wasn't a real focus on making sure that each student had a realistic goal to reach. So with this question, um, I believe now that I'm able to cater for all of my learners and also the types of learners they are. Um, because I think that sometimes, you know, we hit those high kids and we hit the low kids, but we miss out on those middle kids. Um, the kids that are, you know, achieving, they're passing, they're doing um, okay. And we sort of forget 
sometimes about targeting those kids and helping them kids reach that next level. Yeah. So I feel like now I'm more conscious of that. I really felt like I'd learned so much about myself as a teacher, um, about you know how to better teach my students um, throughout the whole process. So it was so beneficial for me as a as an early teacher, um, and there was lots that I was able to then take on um, for the next term. Like I found that after doing the the um, the process and doing my inquiry question then the next term I started implementing new things into my teaching from what I'd learned like straight away I was like oh I should I need to do this and I should do that um, so it helped so much what I learned is it's really important to ask the questions if you're stuck ask for advice and respond to the feedback that you get with your practice. I think the best part of the VIT was the fact that you have people observe you and you could use that to then change your practice and adapt from it. So I thought that that was really handy. Um, also, in terms of writing it up, I think the best thing to do is to pick your learners before you pick your question. For me, I thought that worked really well because I picked my learners and then it's like, okay, what am I going to focus on them? I noticed that these were the kids that whenever we had a reading session, they were the ones that were, had the book upside down and they were the ones who were not really focused. So it was like I chose them first and then I chose my question around what they needed. And I thought that was a really handy tool to do. Um, I feel like I accomplished something. Um, in terms that I took something that was just a question and I turned it into pretty much a unit of work. Um, and I also think it's really important that I've learned how to reflect effectively on my teaching. In terms of uh, the engagement, because um, that was part of my, my question, that's still something that I, I try to do every single maths lesson. I want to engage my students because it's, maths is something that kids, if they don't have confidence in or they, they don't feel like they, they're good at maths or something like that, then they're easily disengaged. So I definitely it's something that I'm trying every single day. I love trying new things in the classroom to engage. Uh, my students and you don't you take it away from math as well so my question was to do with math so you start engaging you try to use different strategies to engage or differentiate in other areas of, of the curriculum as well. Work with something that you're really interested in um, and that you're doing every day anyway. Um, there's no point picking an inquiry question that you have no relationships with your students on or that you have to do heaps of research and then you're not really applying it because that defeats the purpose. Mm. Um, you need to do something that you do every day. For me, I, what I learned most from doing the process and what I continue to learn from is how important it is to have those relationships with the kids but also with the parents, especially in the early years. Um, that's what I got most out of my VIT was to develop those relationships and also to to cater your curriculum to the individual needs. So if you need to change it, change it. It's You're there for their benefit. You're not there to say, okay, yes, I need to dot this T. No, you're actually there for their benefit. So that's what I got out of it. And that's what I continue to use in my practice. In this school, I learned that when presenting information, it's always important to allow students to apply the information. Um, I think at the beginning I was getting caught up in explaining it and making sure my instructions were correct and giving just, you know, you've written work, wherein 
instead in this school environment. I think that getting students up and about and applying their learning in kinesthetic ways help the learner to retain information. I think it's, yeah, as I said, I think it made me more reflective. Um, and I think it, it's allowed me to look at those materials, particularly the ones that I was using um, during this unit plan, um, to look back at them and improve them now that I'm teaching the same year level again and the same concepts. Um, yeah, it's happening a lot more quickly this year. The children are understanding the concepts a lot more quickly, which is a bit of a relief. <laughs> we talked about the benefits of working with your colleagues, observing them, having them observe you, formal meetings and even just asking questions. Um, so working with my mentor was really good because he's my team teaching partner. So we teach um, next to each other. Um, there is a wall, but in saying that, um, you are able to gain different tips from him because you are teaching the same um, subjects or similar subjects. Um, in addition to that, um, he is really supportive in the way that you can email him questions or you can talk to him face to face. And he's able to either, if he doesn't know the answer, he will go out of his way to find that answer. So I think that that's really beneficial and also knowing that as a graduate teacher you can use other support systems, not just your mentor. You can ask other experienced teachers or even graduate teachers about their about the process. Mm. My, my office um, was really good. They'd already been through the process so they were always great for, for tips and tricks to, to get through it. But we had a, a, a large amount of graduate students at this college as well. So. Um, they were always they were great to lean on as well. Just to, not so much for strategies, but just talk about the process. Was just talking about it with somebody. I think think definitely helped. So where are you at, or what have you done, or what are you up to, sort of thing. And you can sort of gauge where you should be up to as well, because we're all going through it at the same time. So I think I was able to to have those conversations, and it just helped me tick the boxes as I went along with with those other graduates. Broaden your horizons, you've just come out of university, so you've got that network of people that you already know from university that you can step, tap into in your first year of teaching. It shouldn't just be about what your school is doing, it should be about what's best practice for the children that you're teaching. Mm. And it's just bringing in various examples from everywhere, from the internet, you know, Google it if you need to, Google a different way to get a kid interested in doing something but I found speaking to colleagues at other schools was really helpful and we were lucky um, in my office last year all of us were members of the 2-1 team so I had a whole office of er of people that I could bounce ideas off so I had my mentors we team teach in the early years so we deliver the content together and we our two classes completely combined so there's no A and B it's where one united group so it was great having someone that I could learn off all the time but it was also great to speak to other people who I wasn't teaching with as well. key point that I learned was probably you know to use those people around you actually ask questions there's no real silly questions at all um, you're not going to be thought of as a lesser person if you sort of say show a bit of a um, not an insecurity, but an innocence about you, that you, you're actually willing to accept advice and even constructive criticism. It's good to have someone that you can just ask really quite simple questions. I guess seeing, uh, I think the main thing was seeing the relationships, so the different relationships between the different teachers. I made sure that I observed a, a huge array of teachers primary and secondary, it was uh, really good for me to be able to, you know, to go into a year 12 class and see how that teacher 
worked with, you know, 17-year-olds as well as, you know, seven-year-olds with this teacher. Um, when it came to actually honing in on the inquiry, so feedback, um, you know, I witnessed a lot of informal feedback and, you know, classroom feedback, but I then went back to those teachers and got them to show me, you know, how do you actually physically, with this paper, give them, where do you put the feedback, is it all on compass, is it digital, is it all on paper, do you handwrite it, do you type it, do you copy and paste, do you cheat, do you know, what, what is it that you do, because these teachers have 15, 20 years of experience, so they must have worked out this way that works for them, well I'd like to take what he's done and change it with what she did and you know and yeah eventually just came up with my own little way of doing it mm. so yeah it was yeah watching other people is, has got to be the best way to to learn actually getting in there and watching what they do what I learned is it's really important to ask the questions if you're stuck ask for advice and respond to the feedback that you get with your practice I think the best part of the VIT was the fact that you have people observe you and you could use that to then change your practice and adapt from it. So I thought that that was really handy. And just those little check-ins, they made a world of difference. Um, just to know that, you know, someone's actually there for me uh, and I can approach them. Um, so having those, and, and also having those set meetings where it's like, hey, this is what our goal is gonna be before we meet up specifically again. So it allowed me to just not look at this portfolio as one big piece of work. It was like, let's break it down. Yeah. Let's just get it done bit by bit. Yeah, so it's, um, it's nice to observe other classes and um, recognize that some of the things that you're doing are pretty standard or you know, they're acceptable <laughs> teaching practice. So to see that other experienced teachers have um, some similar pedagogical approaches. Um, but it's also, of course, useful to see new things. And my mentor encouraged me to try and take um, just one thing away from each class that I observed, um, which I suppose reinforces the idea to um, stay focused on that one thing. Um, yeah, so I was able to um, incorporate some new ideas in my teaching. I know that my mentor um, is a fantastic German teacher and he's very experienced and um, one thing that students really love about his teaching is that he um, approaches the classes with such enthusiasm and momentum and even with uh, something like a grammar topic that might seem a little bit dry to some students um, he'll ask students to gather in together so he'll, he'll move them physically in the room um, get them to come in closely and um, I don't know there's something about his energy uh, which is infectious and um, yeah, and he'll draw things up on the whiteboard and things will be moving and he might even like throw a ball around the room to ask a student a question and they'll have to throw the ball to someone else and it's fast-paced and exciting and yeah, so I tried to incorporate that a little bit into my teaching, although of course I have a different style. I learnt from observing um, these students how they uh, interact with the teacher when it's approached a little bit differently. Um, so I learnt that, you know, sometimes you, you don't need to give... Um, every student the same um, method of approach so to provide it differently so for example I purchased a little mini whiteboard for my student with special learning needs and that became um, he didn't look at the whiteboard whatsoever like the main whiteboard he had his own little whiteboard and that was what we used to 
to keep a bit of structure in the lesson. It was really good. Actually, it was a chance for me to show off a little bit. This is this is what we do. This is the work that the students are doing. What do you think? You know. So rather than it be, you know, someone's coming in to observe me and test me, it was more a, an opportunity for me to say, look how wonderful Kiana's work is. Look how wonderful Finn's work is. You know. And soon the kind of focus felt like it was off me and what I was doing as a teacher and more what they're producing and the you know the feeling of the classroom and things like that. So. Most of the graduates were working on it at the same um, at the same time, and I actually did meet up with one other graduate to sort of you know you get a gauge of you know where you're at, where your questions at, um, what have you done in the you know in the meantime over the course of two three weeks when we were given the task of all right, it's time to begin, um, and what it does what what it did was reaffirm that um, you know I'm on the right track just bit by bit, and we actually. I actually was able to use a similar method of presenting my data so I wasn't familiar with how to put it into a graph and you know um, make it presentable so to speak and you know I learned how to do that through my colleague and that's something that I'm moving forward on you know I can can do once again. Definitely lean on your colleagues um, whether, whether they've been through the VIT process or they're currently going through the VIT process um, you're gonna you're gonna get advice doesn't matter where it comes from so definitely lean lean on all those colleagues um, I think the thing that I learned the most out of it was you just you understand all of a sudden how much we as teachers do to enhance uh, student learning and, and how to enhance their growth and it's sort of uh, it's a really cool thing to sit back after the end of it and think we actually do all this every single day sort of thing so yeah it was, it was quite cool to sit down and, and reflect on that what kinds of evidence did they collect along the way? The main evidence that I collected would have been my pretest, which I ran like an investigation task. Um, so it was we did a lesson around inferencing, and then we did a quick write, which is basically students just writing down the information that they retained. Um, so I collected that to show where my students started, and that also helped with grouping my students into my high, medium, and low. Um, I also each lesson collected some form of exit pass, um, which then helped me create a rubric to follow, um, which then gave me the evidence at the end after doing the post-test to be able to show the growth of students throughout the inquiry question. I used some unit plans um, and I, I changed some unit plans a little bit to, to help with that differentiation. So I used that as part of my evidence uh, pre and post test data. So just collating that together and, and working out where they were beforehand and where they were after the process, I felt that was a that was really good feedback for myself um, in terms of how well I had engaged them with the curriculum and how well I had differentiated the curriculum. So I feel that yeah, the pre and post test was, was a great piece of evidence for me. Um, I had student work samples as well, just to just to sort of feed off. You, you've got it right in front of you, and you can sort of see how they went along the way. So that was really handy. Um, and I also had plenty of photos of just like the programs or the activities that I put in place in my classroom to to help engage the students, because it's a little bit hard to say oh the students were engaged. Whereas if you've got photos of them enjoying themselves in a, on an activity or a particular. Um, might have been an ICT program, then it, it sort of shows that they were engaged, they, were, they looked like they were having fun, so it was sort of a way to, to measure it, I guess. Prior to beginning my inquiry, I looked at the Oswald's levels of my students. I also, uh, running records, we do sight word recognition, letter ID, so it was all that sort of 
some underneath, but it was also my observations of the kids in the general in the classroom. I just sat back once I chose my learners, I just sat back and just watched them and just made little notes of what they're doing in the classroom throughout the day. Oh, okay, they're doing this. They're, just so I could kind of figure out what they were like. And then from there, that's what I planned, the sort of activities I was doing based on what I, I had my summative and I had my formative assessment. So we used, um, we used uh, probe testing, which is a reading comprehension task. So using, using that coupled with um, uh, uh, teacher judgment on the reports on the previous years, um, and even just like my own judgment in the first uh, term of teaching, just uh, gauging how they went on their assessments. And I was actually modifying work for my learner with special needs prior to um, conducting the, um, the, the VRT process. Um, so I, so the unit plan that I put together went into my evidence. Um, I, I had students complete uh, reflection forms on how they were going and um, what they wanted to learn more about or what they wanted to revise more in class. Um, and I, um, I observed some of my mentors' classes and other teachers' classes and I made notes on what I learned in those classes and that went into my evidence as well. Um, I collected other work samples and particular extension tasks. Um, and oh, let me see what else I, I suppose um, I wrote down some things that I had heard students say in my classes about how they were going um, and it's yeah it sounds like a lot but I think these are things that you already have anyway I mean I collected quite a lot of evidence I didn't end up using all of it I just collected things along the way so I had it there if I needed it so of course I collected student work um, so I'd collect their workbooks and um, I would like photocopy or scan the work in workbooks, um, assignments as well. I also collected things like email communication with parents. Um, I did mention that I was working with a student with a disability um, and one thing that I did um, was stay in contact with that student's parent um, so I would sometimes send through things like assignments to make sure the parent was aware of um, upcoming assignments um, just to keep them in the loop and so I kept um, email communication um, I also kept things like interviews with other teachers or conversations with other teachers um, and student surveys as well. So yep. I actually conducted a survey at the end of the term, which I found very, very useful. Mm. Um, and I was able to just ask a few questions. Um, I think I just used SurveyMonkey, so just one of those uh, survey forms like that. And it was really useful and interesting to read each of their responses. Um, and get their personal feedback. It was totally anonymous as well, which meant that they were very honest in the feedback that they gave. Um, and I could ask them about which activities they liked the most, what didn't they really like doing through the term, um, what helped them learn, whether they felt like they were being supported as well. And I learned a lot from that, getting their individual feedback. 
um, whether they felt like they were supported throughout the term um, when I was trying to differentiate in the classroom. So that was really useful. I do recommend um, conducting a survey with your class because you do learn a lot from student feedback. I collected, obviously I collected the um, background of the students. So we looked at, you know, the cultural background of the school, then looking at each student's, uh, each student, sorry. And then we, I looked at, I inserted into, I brought it here actually, I inserted um, some of the, the work that we did some of some samples of their work some samples of the feedback that I gave them I also uh, interviewed uh, three of the five students that I selected I interviewed them um, on camera to ask them how they um, how they see a teacher's feedback and what they get from a teacher's feedback how, what do they then do with that feedback um, I kind of knew the answer already but I guess I just wanted to ask them and get their opinion I mean that's what this is all about you know it's it's about the student and asking the student asking them not me telling them you know so I yeah that was quite good I enjoyed interviewing the three students it was also something to put up on the um, presentation um, but yeah really it was mainly work samples feedback other people's samples of feedback and the interview and finally what was it like presenting in front of a panel? It was very informal. There was uh, nibbles on the table. It was in a meeting room with the screen, with everything set up. But it was much, much... It was it was a nice chat. It really was an informal chat, like they said it was going to be. Um, I didn't feel like I had to sell myself. Uh, the VIT leader um, asked me, you know, lots of questions. He was genuinely interested in my uh, inquiry, as was everybody sat around the table. And it felt really sort of supported and um, just a really relaxed atmosphere rather than an interview, which, you know. And like I said, if I will always now tell my... Um, my teachers that I'm mentoring that actually this is your opportunity to just say look at this look at what I've been doing this year I find it really interesting what do you think and that's about as much selling as you need to do of yourself that it, it's not this presentation where you stand up everybody stayed sat down like I said we had drinks mm. it was it was completely different than what I expected I guess the best way to prepare is just just know your portfolio just read through it um, know where each section is for me um, what I did I created a little document with all the the uh, VIT boxes so basically all the standards um, and I ticked off the areas that, that I'd done or and I sort of noted where particular areas were um, within my portfolio so it might have had to do with something to do with um, differentiation of the curriculum might have been on page 10 and that way I could sort of talk to my document in a way so if there was a question asked about that particular area I knew straight where to go to turn in my in my portfolio but yeah the best advice I guess is just to know your portfolio which you will because you spend hours and hours on it um, so you do know it quite well and it's basically just going through through that through your document and reading through it. At the end of the day you've done the process you've written it up you've had support from your mentor and experienced um, teachers mm -hmm. so with that behind you I think that gives you confidence in right. order to present. It really is a, 
a chance for you to show off some of the really cool stuff that you've discovered over the years cool or daunting things that you've that you've gone through over that year that's all it is so I was a little bit nervous going into it um, I'd prepared um, some things prior I, you know I mean I'd spent almost what six months on the on the inquiry project so I felt like I knew it pretty well um, going into it so you know a few nerves comes with things like that though but it was it was fine it wasn't once I got in and I started talking I stopped feeling nervous and it was actually quite an easy process in the end I um yeah I found it quite quite nice to do and it was a good way to kind of reflect on the work that I'd done as well just to sit there and talk about it with a panel of people as well it really made you think about the work you'd done and what you really had learned from the process um but yeah it, it did feel like I could share share the experience of being a first year out teacher but also you know maybe show people something that they'd not considered or you know something a bit of new information or not new information but a way of doing something that perhaps might help them as well mm, mm. so uh yeah it was it was it was a good experience mm. not what i was expecting walking into the the panel um and just having my mentor there and assistant principal there as well and just being told hey this is just you showing what you've done um, and that was the best part about it. I could present something that I'm proud of um, and then you just start talking, it starts rolling and before you know it, you're smiling and laughing and, and it's all said and done. I think once you go through the, the process and, and you sit down at the panel, um, your assistant principal goes, look, you've done all this work and, and this is basically what, without realising, this is what you do on a daily basis sort of thing. And, and as Trevor did mention, you do feel proud about it and it sort of reassures you that you are on the right track and that you're doing the right thing in the classroom every day. I hope you found some helpful tips there that you can apply if you're about to begin your inquiry process. Thanks once again to Natalie, Daniel, Julie, Trevor, Anne, Nicole, Melissa and Vicky for sharing their thoughts. You can hear their full podcasts elsewhere on this page.